everyone and welcome to The Sound Seed. This is a branch of the Women's Fellowship in Manchester called The Seed. We aim to uproot lies and plant the truth through conversation. We have a sister fellowship in London. You can find out more information about this on www.lovelimitless.com. So let's begin. Um, but the thing is when we get to the pearly gates, if we get to the pearly gates, I will get to the pearly gates. Amen. <laughs> um, of the Sound Seed podcast. Um, I'm really excited for today's topic. We're going to be talking about wisdom, two kinds of wisdom, what wisdom is. So it should be really, really fun. Um, I'm joined by... Aramide. And Shelley. So two of the leaders at the Seed Manchester Fellowship. And we're just going to get right into it, ladies. When you hear the word wisdom, what comes to mind? What does wisdom mean? I don't know about what comes to mind. I don't know about the definition. There's so many different ways you can look at it. But I think Solomon comes to mind. Mm. Um, King Solomon of the Bible, he was known to be very, very wise. I mean, granted, some of his personal life decisions um, weren't making sense. But I think in terms of, like, if you saw how, like, he wrote um, so many books in the Bible, especially, like, Proverbs, he wrote a lot of Proverbs, right? Yeah, Solomon wrote a lot of Proverbs. Um, And it's like, oh, wow, that's someone who's really, really wise um, because they've acquired a lot of knowledge. That's what kind of comes to mind, first of all. Okay, thanks, Ramide. What about you, Shelley? I think um, when when I hear wisdom, I think... First thing that comes to mind is knowledge, but since very, very young, I think what we heard when we heard about wisdom was knowledge applied. You know, when you take knowledge and experience and you apply it. And so, yeah, that's what came to mind. Yeah, I like that as well. I think I definitely um, can relate to to the knowledge applied aspect of wisdom. But I think when we covered this topic um, in the month of, August or September? Anyway, one of those months. When we covered this topic, um, (laughs) I think we dived deeper into the definition of wisdom and we really saw that wisdom and being wise is associated with actually knowing God Mm -hmm. and fellowshipping God and walking with God. And I think one Bible verse that really um, kept coming up is um, Proverbs 9, 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So mm-hmm. I think we, we define wisdom as the fear of the Lord, fearing God. And when we talk about fear, it's not being scared of someone mm-hmm. so that you don't want to be close to that person or near that person. Yeah. But it's having a high respect of that person, a high view of that person. So I think we learned or uncovered that wisdom actually is associated with knowing God and following God and adhering to his commands and living life how he he proposes or how he knows to be best and then that then led us to um, exploring the two kinds of wisdom because then um we came across in, in, in proverbs 9 again um the the wise woman who invites people into her house to learn about god 
and a foolish woman who just talks nonsense and just says whatever <laughs> she wants. And it's just kind of like um, leading people into her home to kind of mislead them and to kind of um, take them off the track of God but, and lead them into um, away from God, I guess, into the narrow path and um, taking them off the narrow path onto the wide path. So what are the two kinds of wisdom like that you have seen in this world? You know, what have you seen? What have you experienced that makes you think, oh, people of this world will call this wise, but as a Christian, I know this to be foolish. Um, to kind of go back to what you were saying about Lady Folly and Lady Wisdom, um, how it kind of describes them in the book of Proverbs is they're both in the marketplace and they're both saying something. So they're both getting people's attention. And sometimes when we think about the things of the world, as Christians, we think it's seedy, it's like small, it's niche, it's somewhere in the corner hiding to grab you. Um, but actually those things are out loud and they're proud. Um, but what Lady kind of distinct in the bible because lady wisdom is saying be corrected listen um and it's telling you that actually that you don't know everything but um lady folly is there to entice you with cheap treats um and if you kind of look at it in the context of the world when you think about someone who's wise you think about someone who just knows a lot of things so they can answer questions they can speak in an articulate way they've stumbled upon a craft that earns lots of money and so we'll say that they are wise in that craft um they've written lots of books so we we'll say that they're learned people um and that and that's all well and good but when we talk about like you said faith um wisdom is the fear of the lord a lot of times the worldly wisdom that we see is missing that key factor Mm -hmm. And that's what differentiates someone who is perishing and someone who is saved. And if you're like, if the gospel is in front of you and the gospel is, in, is, is enough to save you and you're not saying yes to it and you're not accepting it, that's foolishness because you're the truth, the bread of life is literally in front of you. What can save you is literally in front of you. But because you're so wise in your own eyes that you don't even recognize the need for the gospel, that is ultimate foolishness. Um, and I think when you start to see things in that way of actually the fear, the reverence, the acknowledgement of God as who he truly is, we'll start to realize that a lot of the wise people that we see around us, um, it sounds mad, but it's essentially hell fodder, like, like fodder for the enemy, like just people who are lost. And we'll start to put less emphasis on how wise they are and actually how much they how how much danger they're in but they don't even realize that they need a savior what yeah. do you think shells yeah i completely agree i think um yeah with the two kinds of wisdom um you know when you look at earthly wisdom and godly wisdom the main fact is the fact that earthly wisdom is lacking god like there's no god to be found all it's all about me, 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 me. Yes, I have acquired knowledge. I have acquired experience. Now I can apply this knowledge and this experience to a situation, thereby making me wise. Um, there's no God to be found in the midst of any of it. And like you said, when we're looking at 
like wisdom and obviously in this world you know people are just like okay that's great you know that can take you ahead you know that that's all you actually need to to live and to succeed um it just shows that people truly don't have a clear definition of what real wisdom is you know real wisdom that actually comes from god because they're seeing the earthly wisdom as what they need to succeed, but that obviously shows a lack of understanding of what success means. <laughs> and so you really have to go back to like the beginning and just be like, okay, what's real wisdom? What's real success? Real wisdom will lead me to real success. And that is um, fear of God, you know, what will make me honor God and what will actually make, um, well, allow me to please him. And that is actually real success. Um, so yeah, it's really just a case of, misunderstanding and you know people not really seeing the truth for what it is yeah definitely and like I think even just digging a bit deeper in in um the word that used their shelves and success and even in the culture that we live in today I think that's a big thing that's misunderstood and in 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 terms of worldly worldly wisdom success looks a type of a certain type of way but when we when we have godly wisdom success looks completely different mm-hmm. in the world success looks like accumulation of wealth mm. um fame um success looks like having multiple streams of income um success can look like Same. i don't know yeah having like 10k followers on instagram yeah you know, being known being known, being popular, that's, oh, you're successful. We we associate these things with their success. Whereas in godly wisdom, success has nothing to do with what you've accumulated. Mm-hmm. Success has to do, or success would have to do um, with um, the... Co- with you walking in in your capacity in the capacity that God has called you to walk in, yeah, that is what being successful is. Am I doing the will of God? Am I doing what God wants me to do? Am I doing what God has assigned me to do? Am I working on the things and am I um, attending to the areas in life that God has assigned me to attend to? Um, so how do we? I guess what would we say that? Um, what advice would we give people in navigating that space? Because Yes, accumulating wealth in itself is not a bad thing. Um, gaining followers on Instagram is not a bad thing. But how do we navigate this space where um, the world is telling us to do one thing, but God is telling us to do something else? Yeah, um, I, I, I think as Christians, and I'm speaking specifically to the Christians, because I think if you don't understand the gospel, and you don't understand who the person of Jesus is, a lot of what we're saying is foolishness. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually even says it in the Bible, just bringing up the scripture. Um, yeah, it says in 1 Corinthians verse 18, it says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us who are saved it is the power of God. So th- for those who are perishing, everything that we're saying is foolishness. Um, but then the Bible also then goes on to say that do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where, where moths and vermin destroy and where th- these break in and steal. And I think when you realize that we're only on this earth for a moment, we came into the earth into this earth with one body we did not come with gold chains around our necks or with instagram followers you know watching our every move um and we're going to leave this earth that same way and so as christians when we are there's nothing wrong with acquiring like 
you know, you have in a platform, but when Christ is not at the center of it, just know that all these things that you're accumulating, they will perish. Um, if you're a Christian, the difference is you might use your platform to inform others of Christ so that they may be saved. Mm -hmm. And that's how God kind of sees things, right? Because now king, like souls will not enter the kingdom, right? They could enter it through, you know, you allowing God to work through you, right? Um, and then also in the Bible, it says in Matthew 16, verse 26, it says, um, what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? Is anything worth more than the soul? And I think in everything that we do, in whatever whichever way we're acquiring wealth, whichever way we're acquire, acquiring wisdom, if your soul is not saved, that, that, that should be what you're most concerned about. And I think, especially in a world where, you know, the things of God is what's despised, being a Christian isn't being cool, saying, you know, having self-control isn't cool, um, you know, tithing apparently isn't cool, um, <laughs> And, and and all of these things, you need to realize that your soul is literally what you, what 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 you're giving away. But when you say yes to the world and you say no to God, you're actually handing the world your soul, your heart, and everything that you're believing and everything that you treasure. I've completely forgotten the question that you asked, Faith, and I feel like I've gone on a, on a tangent. Um, but right. I, but I I, th I think when the times when we choose. What when we choose the world over what well, I guess worldly wisdom without God, like we don't choose God and, and we choose the world. We are we are we are saying that whatever this thing is on this earth is worth more than God, is bigger than God. Um and apparently we know better. So we know we can decide for ourselves. Um but the thing is when we get to the pearly gates, if we get to the pearly gates. I will get to the pearly gates. <laughs> Amen. Um, mm -hmm. you know, these riches and these things have you acquired, they won't buy you a ticket into heaven um, because you would have left them to rust and perish and for someone else to take over. Yeah, definitely. And um, No, you definitely answered the question. The question was... was how do we navigate this space of um um what the world tells us is wise and what god tells us is wise so you did answer the question and, and i think it, ta it takes me back to one of the psalms that we read psalm 73 where the psalmist um asked asha yeah asaph okay yeah he um the whole psalm well he starts off the psalm by saying god evil people have wealth they have they're this prospering. they have that they're prospering you know and i'm here suffering i'm in pain i'm you know trying to do what's right but i'm just not i'm not gaining what i want to gain and i think near the end of the summer i believe verses 27 um let me just double check that just to make sure but yeah, if you well. listen to this podcast to let you know that we can sometimes paraphrase yeah we paraphrase <laughs> but so from verse from verse 24, I'll read, you guide me with your counsel. Afterward, you will take me into your glory. 
whom so this is the part that really strikes me all the time whom have I in heaven but you and on earth has I have nothing that I desire besides you my flesh and my heart may fail but God is the strength of my heart my portion forever so he went through it saying you know people have money people have food people have all of this stuff and they don't know you and they don't love you that's not fair you know I want that I want that as well it's not fair but then he recognizes that actually I have God you know I have God and that's all that matters that's all I desire that's all I need to desire because they may have all of these worldly things but they do not have um a, a safe eternity they do not have someone that's keeping them for eternity yes I may suffer in this moment but I do not need to suffer forever and I was even listening to a podcast um I think it was yesterday and it was talking about like what what does it mean to be blessed and and if we look at the beatitude you know Christ says stuff like blessed are those um who, who suffer, who mourn, blessed are the meek, blessed are the peacemakers. You know, what does it mean to be a peacemaker? Like, even though people have offended you, you still choose to make peace with that person. Yeah, the world so when doesn't we, value that. <laughs> yeah, the, the world doesn't value these things that, that Christ says make you blessed, you know? But worldly wisdom will tell you, actually, no, you're, you're a fool for, for making peace. You're a fool for choosing to forgive someone. You're a fool for choosing to do what's right. Um, you're a fool for for allowing people to take advantage of you but but god says blessed are those who make peace blessed are those who are um, humble blessed are those who mourn blessed are those who are meek um but yeah what do you think shells i think um referring back to the question um once again please faith like i know it but i just need to... <laughs> so, so the question the question is basically um, how do we navigate the space of, you know, the, the tension um, between wanting to choose worldly wisdom and wanting to choose godly wisdom? Um, one thing that um, while Aramide was speaking, that was really, I was just like, yes, yes, yes. Um, is that as you were speaking, you were emphasizing, um, I don't know if you intentionally did it or, you know, as you were just speaking, um, what stood out to me was how you, how you were saying that, you know, um, we should choose to do this we should choose to actually value um godly wisdom over earthly wisdom and i think that's that that's one of the most important points of all is the fact that i think as humans we love to actually just say oh i had no choice or you know you know it just happened you know not taking in like just not taking accountability like we have control over our actions and i think so with that question, I just think one thing that we have to start prioritizing is taking accountability and actually realizing and recognizing that we have choices and we need to actually be intentional with the choices that we make. I need to be intentional about choosing godly wisdom over earthly wisdom. I need to be intentional about like valuing or um, putting to value godly wisdom over earthly standards, you know, the earthly standard of wisdom. Because until we actually start to behave with intentionality or think with intentionality and start to take accountability, we'll always get lost in the whole circle of you know what i actually did that without thinking you know what i actually did that unintentionally well start being intentional you know we we cannot actually stand there and, and continue to go on and say i had no control over my actions i'm so sorry no 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 the, you know we have the holy spirit and we have a spirit of self-control to actually start taking control of our actions and what we do and that includes you know what we place you know 
at the top priority, what we value and what we choose to do. So I really just loved how you were just emphasizing whether that be intentional or unintentional, the um, point of the fact that we have choice and we should be choosing God. Yeah. Yes. And as you were speaking, oh, let's just be piggybacking. Uh, as you were, <laughs> really, what I was thinking of was, like, where we place our value is actually really important we think is valuable we will treat it as value like money will have like people won't have any sort of like incentive about money if money didn't buy you things high value of money and so people toil they slave they work up and down to acquire it because the gospel is so familiar or the bible is so familiar or we think god is so familiar sometimes we don't place value on god and so that means that godly things are almost throwaway to us but it's like world but earthly stuff that looks brand new it's like oh my gosh it's brand new like if you think if you go through your day um and you think about all the things that you're interested in learning and stuff have a vim you know you be excited you you place high value on it you want to convert that information and that knowledge and that's because you see it as valuable you see it as important but worldly but earthly wisdom it's it's the bible the bible you know has been here for many many years and so mm-hmm. what more that no one else has before but the thing is if you even if you look at um i was thinking of psychology and the concept of as a man thinks he is that is biblical that that is actually in the Bible, but someone can someone who is not a Christian can literally take that Bible verse, add extra words to it, extra garnish, salt and pepper. You don't need any more. Um, they can garnish it and they can put it in a hard bad hard back book with a name and and some sort of review on the back of it, and you purchase it and you chew it up. And it doesn't even have to be someone who's in the world. It could even be a pastor or like an author who's a Christian. And we're taking that knowledge and like, where did they get it from? But we have that same information at the tips of our fingers. If you have the Bible app, if you have a physical Bible, it's literally in there. But because someone else has taken it, someone else has digested it, we're somehow taking that information. You're like, oh, this is so brand new. Like there's actually nothing new on this earth. Literally, it says it in the Bible. There is nothing new under the sun. Anything that you are acquiring, someone has acquired it before. Anything you are learning, someone has learned it before. But I think we take, we I think we just take the Bible for granted and we take God for granted. And that's why we possess these earthly things that perish or we covert these things that come from human mouths when actually the bible as old and as you know as is i believe the bible is the most common book like popular book in the world yeah. it's widespread that knowledge is at our fingertips as well but because we see it as so familiar we struggle to put the respect it deserves on top of it and that's how yeah. some of us get sucked in and we chase after the things of the world and we don't even know what the Bible is saying about us or how God intends to provide for us. Um, but that was just on my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Okay. And I think I think we, we choose to listen to wisdom or consume information about wisdom that pertains to us and building us and making us better and making us... And that's how we fall into the trap of I think a lot of times consuming a lot of um, self-help content, Mm -hmm. which can be biblical-based, 
but without the context of God, it's very selfish. Mm. When we take the things of God out of the context of God, they can become perverted and they can become misused and misunderstood very easily. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what happens a lot of times with self-help culture. Yes, as a man is, he, um, as a man thinks he is biblical, but take that out of the context of God. It's all about um, manifesting. It's all about thinking. Yeah, because that's that's what people believe, right? You yeah. think yeah. that you'll be wealthy. You think oh, no, I that I'm wealthy. Up, you can't see this because you're listening, but I screwed up my face because it's ludicrous to me. Do you know the amount of time I'll go on Instagram where someone will say, if someone isn't adding to let them go if they're not benefiting you you need to let them go if they're not on the same financial right as a you need to let them go and i'm like sometimes that person is you sometimes you're yeah. not you're not adding to your friends and and well how would you feel if they just decided because you don't you, you're not in this particular tax bracket you need to go um and i think a lot of the time it's very selfish it's very self-centered ways that we can acquire knowledge or acquire goods or even acquire people that will benefit our standing in society yeah and i'm like okay but what happens when you're that person who is up and coming mm-hmm. what's that person who's not matured what's that per- what if you are that person who's maybe the slightly toxic one in your friendship and you need people mm-hmm. around you to correct you and actually show you healthy relationships mm-hmm. but imagine if your mindset is i'm gonna cut everyone off because they're not serving me do you know how to serve others um have you acquired the goods to support others when you're asking for others to do the same? It's it's innate it's innately selfish. Yeah. You and you yeah. and you some more. But you can't save yeah. yourself. And I think that is that is worldly wisdom. It's all about me. Yeah. And I think that's how you can you can discern between the two. And I, I just want to read James three, verse seventeen, that that speaks again to how even being wise is not about you, but it's about even the way you treat others. And it says, but wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial, sincere. Verse 18, peacemakers who sow in peace reap the harvest of righteousness. Again, it's not about, oh, how can I accumulate X, Y, and Z? Z. And if, if you are accumulating anything, you should be accumulating peace. You should be accumulating purity. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the fruit of being sincere, being impartial, being merciful, being submissive. These are the things that we should be pursuing in our pursuit of wisdom. But as we come to an end, what is one piece of advice you would give someone that's just, I guess, ex- not exploring, but learning more about wisdom, what that looks like, how, what that looks like practically as a Christian? Um, and helping them to not fall into worldly wisdom, but follow godly wisdom. Mm, I would, I would tell them to take self out of the equation. Worldly wisdom is all about self. Take self out of the equation, and place God there, and you will find yourself actually walking towards real wisdom. Thanks, Charles. And, and I think think about just your heart posture is so important. And I feel like heart posture is a Christian word, but it's a very important way that a lot of us don't don't 
yourself in terms of when you are in pursuit of anything, even the things of God, because sometimes that can be used to puff up yourself or pride yourself. You need to think about who am I doing this for? Is it so that God may be glorified or that I may be glorified? Mm -hmm. If you are in pursuit of wisdom because you feel like, um, because you want to just know more so you can share and you can, you know, be more, I guess, speak better if that's something you struggle with or just know a lot more things so that you can reach wider communities where that is valued, for instance. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you are acquiring goods and money so that you may better benefit the kingdom, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think the purpose and who sent you? Like, who sent you? <laughs> not in a, a clapback way, but like, who's who who's me, who's whose message are you pushing forward right so if you're yeah, a messenger true. whose message are you traveling with right yeah. to to share to the world um and i think your heart posture is so important <clears throat> because if your heart posture is i want to i want to do this so that a particular group of people will acknowledge me and they will think i'm smart or you you know you're acquiring wisdom to you know because you're insecure about thinking you're unwise or something that's that's something you need to check yeah um even if you're a Christian. So I think the heart behind it, you always ask ask yourself the heart behind this. Um, and I think that will save you a lot of like towing and throwing and the hard thinking. If you can ask yourself, ask yourself genuinely, who am I doing this for? Is it for myself or is it so that God may be glorified? Amen. Amen. Yeah, thanks ladies. Um, I guess I would just say, <clears throat> read Read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day, pray every day. But literally, um, <laughs> the Bible is there, and there are so many verses, even just like James 3 that we just read, um, that talk about wisdom, that, that outline what godly wisdom looks like. So read it as a manual, okay, this is what godly wisdom, these are the instructions on how to be wise and follow that and apply that to your life every single day. Um, but thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. If there are any men listening, we don't mind. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. We really, really hope you enjoyed this episode. I definitely did. And I even learned, you know, just from um, going over the verses again and just from what some of the ladies have shared. Um, but yeah, thank you. And goodbye. So this has been The Sound Seed. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to keep pursuing truth through conversation and community. See you on the next episode.